Hello, friends, and welcome to Men Do Disney, episode number 46, Tom Does Disney 2. My name is Pete, and joining me tonight are Matt. What's up, everybody? And Tom. How you doing, guys? We're three guys who want to help you make the most of your Disney World vacation, as well as to bring some of that Disney magic into your life every day. So put on your favorite pair of Mickey ears, lower your safety harness, remain seated until the ride has come to a complete stop, and men, let's do Disney. So first, I mean, it wouldn't be July 15th if we didn't say happy birthday, Tom. Tom, have you had a good birthday today? A lot of traveling today, uh, but I had a great weekend uh, with friends, and it was a pretty incredible birthday gift uh, that I've received from, from some close friends to, to take my wife and I to Disney World. I'm pretty pissed that we've had two Tom Does Disney episodes and not a Men Do Disney or a Pete Does Disney or a Matt Does Disney episode in between there. I think we need better friends, I'll be honest. You know, we... uh <laughs> I, my wife and I were talking about that today, that or not today, yesterday, walking through Magic Kingdom, and that is a pivot from the last episode when I thought we'd be in Animal Kingdom. But uh, yeah, so we, we were actually talking about that I've been to Disney twice since the Mindu Disney trip, and Matt and Pete are at a whopping zero. Well, Pete, let's talk about this for a second. So yesterday, Tom, while walking through Magic Kingdom, was having a conversation with his wife about us not going. I mean, what a what a Saturday, man! What a Saturday! I know it sounds like uh, you would have better things to talk about than Matt and I while you were at Magic Kingdom. But hey, we see we keep living talking. life. <laughs> <laughs> so tonight uh, we're we're gonna recap Tom's most recent trip to Disney. I I mean I feel like this is getting to be uh, kind of ridiculous. We need to we need to get one of these going for the men again. All right, so let's let's do this. Like, let's let's make a pact that we're gonna have a men do Disney before the next time Tom does Disney, because the third is always the worst in the trilogy. So we need to do something here before Tom goes back. I hope so. So before we talk about that tonight, let's go as always to Tom with the news. Tom, what do we got tonight? Yeah, not a uh, not a crazy crazy news week. Obviously, um, you know when we get to Hollywood Studios, we'll have some just Toy Story Land updates, uh, but. Starting in Epcot, uh, there are some new Kidcot Fun Stops sponsored by Ziploc. More fun for the for your children at Epcot when you go through the World Showcase. We're talking to the guys off air, and I did notice them uh, as I meandered through the pavilions. Did not stop to uh, you know really look at what was going on there, uh, but I did see some of the new spot new new stops and spots. So uh, you know that's good. I I think the World Showcase is generally geared more so for adults. I guess the older I've gotten, I've begun to believe that. But the more things they can have for kids, it makes it easier for everyone to enjoy that aspect of uh, Epcot. Looking over at Animal Kingdom, and uh, we actually gotten this from WDW News today. The fix to the Yeti Everest there is imminent now uh, that Avatar is open. No time frame, but uh, Joe Rohde has said the problem will be fixed. Likely will be a multi-month fix. Uh, if you remember back, if you have been a long-time listener, this is something that we assumed would happen. Once you once you could take some relief, once Avatar opened and, and the world of Pandora was, was rolling... They would probably shut this down to fix it because it is a fix that needs to be get done. Yeah, and it's a big fix, right? From what we've heard, the Yeti is kind of built into the structure of Expedition Everest. And so you've got to shut the whole ride down to do this. But I think that this is going to do a lot. I mean, it's going to do a lot to make this final Yeti scene that much more impressive when they when they finally do get it operating, you know, in its full range of motion. Yeah, I think Disney learned, uh, let's not build a ride around an animatronic <laughs> 
anymore. Moving over to Hollywood Studios, the big ticket is that Toy Story Land is open. I did not make my way to Hollywood Studios on this most recent trip. Uh, however, did kind of monitor the wait times from afar. You, you're still going to see you know, Avatar Flight of Passage with the, the largest wait, even Test Track to a degree. I uh, got up there and frozen, but... Uh, anywho, folks in Hollywood Studios, Passholder Playtime at Toy Story Land in September is now completely booked. Uh, it's only available to Gold, Platinum, Platinum Plus, and Premier Passholders. Uh, two time slots available for this. It's 7 to 8 a.m. and 8 to 9 a.m. each day. And if you haven't booked it, it sucks. You're too late because it's already sold out. <laughs> yep. We've talked about this before in the past. I mean, kind of bizarre how they're doing this. Instead of offering Passholder previews, they're offering passholder playtimes after uh, after this is open but whatever i guess this is a new uh this is a new thing yeah I, I, it'll be interesting I, I will say uh in regards to toy story land did uh you know just randomly random folks talking on a monorail i spent a lot of time on a monorail which i'll tell you about i did hear the theming is unbelievable uh that the disney really left uh no stone unturned it's not a big area so they had some they had some time to uh, really focus on it Moving on in Hollywood Studios, looks like a holiday holiday overlay will be coming uh, at Toy Story Land. Also at Sunset Seasons Greetings and Jingle Bell, Jingle Bam will pr- most likely be returning. Matt, I thought Hollywood Studios decorating in this past December was fantastic. I can only imagine what they're going to do with Toy Story Land. Uh, you, you know, they do already have the Christmas lights kind of strung through uh, the land. I'm sure they'll, they'll find some way to, to make it even more festive. I can't say I'm not excited for Jingle Bell, Jingle Bam. <laughs> really surprised that Jingle Bell, Jingle Bam is going to be back this year. It's not great. Yeah. What is it? Is this year four? This is year three. Year three? Okay. Yeah, I think there are mixed reviews with this. You know, I, I saw it on my last trip uh, and actually I had a complaint about how the, the time worked uh, with, with Jingle Bell, Jingle Bam and Fantasmic, uh, but that's for another episode. Uh, and then this was probably <laughs> one of the most wild things that happened this past Thursday. There's a power outage with and cooling problems, and it shut down all rides and character meet and greets at Hollywood Studios, with the exception of Muppet Vision 3D and Launch Bay. Uh, those did remain open. Uh, rides closed at roughly 5 and began reopening around 7.30. There has not been anything uh, that we've heard as far as what Disney could be doing for refunds, but they tend to uh, try to make things right to the best of their ability. I would have been unbelievably frustrated especially without a park hopper. Yeah, this is, I mean, you're already at Hollywood Studios, right? So you already don't have a whole lot going for you. And then for all the rides to shut down, from from what I heard, the, the problem was that there was no air conditioning. And so it started to get, you know, 200 degrees on a lot of these rides and a lot of the stores. And they wouldn't let people in anywhere. Yeah, I, I'll tell you, it, being in Florida this time of the year, you know, we strategically would make our way through air conditioned pre Pretty regularly. I mean, we would pop into a gift shop or we'd, you know, at Epcot, we'd pop inside to a pavilion somewhere. I just, I feel really badly for the people, you know, anyone who was there, but especially the folks that maybe this is their once in a lifetime trip and they had one day at Hollywood Studios and I don't know, that's just, that's, that sucks. I mean, there's no other way I could. It's, it's tough. It's tough, but it wasn't Magic Kingdom at least, A. And B, I'm sure all those people got at least free tickets, if not. You would hope, you so. know, uh, and I had an issue. I had two issues, and I can tell you how Disney resolved them while I was while I was there. Uh, moving over to Magic Kingdom, uh, Prince Charming Regal Carousel uh, started an unplanned refurbishment through July 30th. Tarps are all over the attraction. 
Uh, I don't know if we followed this. I was aware that the there was scrim uh, at the top of the attraction, but they were still running the carousel with, with no construction walls. Uh, I can confirm uh, we walked through yesterday, and I was talking to my wife about – I'm not sure what they are doing, but uh, it was closed. Uh, the uh, Sword in the Stone show still took place, uh, but there was no other – there was nothing else going on uh, around the carousel. Uh, and then it looks like BR Gas is going down for a refurb end of August. Some menu changes. This is this is expected due to the menu changes, uh, at least. When you say uh, when we talk refurb to a restaurant, are they going to redo or clean up anything inside? I I don't know that it's necessarily the the inside of the restaurant. I think this is more retooling the kitchen. You know, getting things kind of to where they need to be to to operate on this new menu. Because we talked about this what. Six months ago, seven months ago, the the changes to the menu that be our guest is going to be making, you know, the switch to a to a two table service credit restaurant and and the new menu. I think this has to do a lot with that. I think this is more kitchen changes, and I think that's why. I think it's only a couple of days that be our guest is going to be down for, and I think that's why. We, ate, you know, the only reason I asked is we ate there uh, yesterday for lunch. It just didn't seem quite as well kept as I remembered it being. You know, it was a late lunch, so I mean. We also there there had been tons of families who had gone through before us, and it's it's a huge restaurant. I mean, it's a ton of tables in there. Uh, I don't know, but it just seemed you know the service was a little slower. The uh, like it wasn't the best. The food wasn't as good as the last time I remember. Uh, so I don't know. I just well, and it's it's lunch too, right? So I think they really pull out all the stops at dinner. Right, lunch is kind of get as many people through as you can. Yep, and and I think dinner is too to a certain extent, but lunch even more so. They're so busy, and you went. Pretty much in the middle of lunch, right? I went at twelve fifty. Yep. Yeah, so pretty much middle of lunch. I I can see that people starting to slip a little bit. The restaurant not looking great. Well, yeah, I mean it, it's hard to they can't keep up with the busting of tables. I mean that, and that was kind of the issue. You know, there were a ton of tables open actually, but there was they needed to be cleaned. Uh, so we we ate in um, you know, we tried to eat over there in the the west wing where the rose is, and it had a really weird smell to it actually, and so we chose not to eat in there, uh, and then. Did not eat in the main ball. It's a ballroom, I guess, would be the main room. Uh, so we ate in, and I don't even know what that other room is called, uh, but that's where we ate. The library? Yeah, that's what we thought. Uh, it actually is a pretty cool room. If, if you've never eaten in it, I would suggest it. But other than that, that's uh, that's all for the news. Let's pause for just a minute here to hear from our sponsor, Destinations with Character, before we get into our main topic. Destinations with Character Travel Agency is your one-stop shop for Disney vacations, cruises, and more. With clients ranging from the magic makers of Hollywood to the business executives of New York to families from all over the U.S., people trust the travel consultants of Destinations with Character to make their magical dreams a reality with the patience, care, and attention to detail they deserve. With over 50 years of experience in Disney and worldwide travel, are over 30 travel consultants trained to give the best prices and service possible. Destinations with Character has the tools to make the difference for you. Find out how to take the stress and hassle out of your vacation. Simply contact them to let the magic begin. Destinations with Character Travel, making dream vacations come true every single day. Visit their website at www.destinationswithcharacter.com or email them at info at destinationswithcharacter.com and be sure to tell them that the Mendu WDW podcast sent you. All right, so let's go ahead and move into our main topic. Again, the name of the game here is Tom Does Disney Part 2. So so obviously, like, Matt will lead off here and just talk about... No, I'm just kidding. Tom, Tom, what did you do this week? How was your weekend? <laughs> well, so, so, so Tom, walk us through. So this was a gift given to you guys. Kind of a birthday present. Yeah, so 
So I, I guess uh, I'm going to start with a, a, a brief overview of the quick prep. So I found out, what, five days, I think, before we were going. Uh, and at that time, we, we had no fast passes, no reservations, nothing really lined up. And so I went totally into planning mode, uh, asked for all the information on everybody's logins. And uh, we we're fortunate. We actually landed a uh, frozen fast pass and a uh, I think living, living with the land and then mission space or something of, of that sort. So I uh, did Epcot day one. We originally planned to do Animal Kingdom day two, but we actually stayed off property uh, in the, the resort. Online did not look like it had extra magic hours, but it did. I found that out the night we checked in. But we decided to avoid Animal Kingdom because they were offering extra magic hours in the morning. Uh, and if we couldn't have gone in, we really would have been behind the eight ball. So we pretty much did uh, did what you guys would expect at Epcot. We, we got there uh, around opening uh, and, and and hit a bunch of attractions and then made our way to the World Showcase. Let's let's rewind for just a second before we move on because I I want to talk a little bit about the planning that you did because that's a crash course. That's like that's like studying for a midterm three days before. Yeah, all you listeners, longtime listeners, know that we are huge planners, and so how hard is it to five days before you're going to go find out? Hey, we're going. Try to get fast passes set up. Try to get restaurants set up. All all that kind of stuff. And it's a busy time of year too, right? The trickiest thing was you're looking for four people instead of two, you know, two like I've done with my wife or anytime you add more people to the party, it gets trickier. And uh, so I'll give you a Disney tip. Basically, I, I went in there and I asked I asked the other couple, what are some rides you guys want to do? Uh, and I think they named Frozen, Soarin' and Test Track, of you know, three of the big, biggest rides at Epcot. And I said, well, in my head, I, I thought, Test track has single rider. Soren's throughput is better than any of the other, those other two, and and Frozen's going to be the trickiest fast pass to land. So my I was building the day around Frozen, and so I grabbed a Frozen. I think it was at you know it was late afternoon, and I just kept trying to improve the time all week. So I, so I knew regardless we have a Frozen that's guaranteed. Just kind of build around it with early fast passes, and our Frozen was at twelve fifteen. So we started the World Showcase a little late, got to Norway around twelve, enjoyed a. Uh, a drink in Norway, and then and then did the attraction. But yeah, you're right. It's it's uh it's, it's you don't sleep. I, I mean, I was checking the the app all day. So one of the fun things I think we can take from this is number one, like props to you. That's that's a that's crazy. That's studying for a midterm and acing it. Because I, I think everything you've told us, you ace the exam. But I'd also like to say, like, I actually I'm curious. Like the the couple you went with, I know they're good friends of yours, but. How would you rate their Disney knowledge? Like, would it be like the equivalent of, you know, someone that goes to Disney once a year, every couple of years, when they, when they went when they were a kid? Yeah, I mean, they know their way around Disney. They've been enough for that, um, and they understand how, how like the app works. I mean, they're they're pretty they're pretty knowledgeable about everything, and uh, you know, maybe they at times they'd say oh, they thought that the ride the name to this ride was one thing, but it was actually that you know maybe mixing two rides up. They pretty much turn it over. Turned it over to me for navigation through through Epcot, especially. So, like, how do you think they enjoyed Disney as you know, kind of a semi regular Disney guest? You think like they really enjoyed it? They want to go back soon? What do you think? Oh yeah, the whole way home, we were actually talking about a, a December trip. Uh, we, um, I, I said to them, I said at the beginning of the day, guys, if I get, you know, Disney know it all ish, or you know, if there's if I buy if I start to bother you or or you know or you think I'm t- telling you what to do, this is what we're gonna do. So we, it was actually a really laid back trip, and and once um Epcot was dead first, that helped. I don't know what was going on, but the the park was dead. When you know when you when you get to the World Showcase at like eleven fifteen, and you've already knocked out Test Track, Mission Space, Soarin', Living with the Land, about to knock out Frozen. I mean, you've you've done a lot of the big rides there, so then it's. 
let's take our time through the World Showcase and really enjoy the pavilions. And that's what we did. And I think it's really important to note that you talk to this couple beforehand. Obviously, you know what your wife wants to do, but yep. you talk to them beforehand. You figured out, hey, this is what's important. I mean, that goes back to our rookie mistake episode. I think it was that we talked about it's okay to use a travel agent to book this trip. It's okay to have somebody book this trip for you, but that person has got to know what you want to do, what's important to you. You know, and and that's a that's a good point. You know, just kind of book the trip on, on the fly on their own. And one thing I wanted to, to make sure of, because this was kind of one of their, their trip too, and while they invited us and, and kind of planned with us, I didn't want them to walk away from the park and never want to go back. And so I, you know, I, my wife and I, we go to Disney a good bit and we, we really enjoy the park. So we made sure that what, what we, we didn't, you know, like for, I'll give you an example, mission space. I typically do the more intense side. And my buddy's like, yeah, I, I don't like that. Yeah. I really prefer to do less intense. That's, you know, that's cool. That's fine. So I did, did do that. And it's uh, definitely less intense, totally different video, very similar joystick motion, not to the right, not to the left. I mean, they, they, they still have all that incorporated and it's just a different video. It was, um, like I said, I mean, it, it was a really fun trip and the World Showcase was an absolute blast. Well, and that's important because, you know, you definitely don't want to. And, and look, this is a busy time at Disney, right? So you don't want to take people there, wait in line the whole time, and then have them say, oh, I don't want to go back to Disney ever because all we did was wait in line the whole time. We only waited in one standby line of significance uh, all day, and that was Soren. It was only 20 minutes. I think I texted, uh, I think you actually texted me and said, hey, Soren's 20 minutes right now. Not not sure where, where you're at. <laughs> All right, so test went to test track single rider, yep. Then to where? Yeah, it was test track single rider, uh, then mission space. The I think is it green? The green the side, green, maybe less. The intense. green team. Now this was your first time green team, right? Yeah, it was. It was. So which which do you prefer, green team or orange I, team? I still prefer the orange. I think the video is kind of cool for the green, but. Uh, I still prefer the orange for sure. I like the the G four. Give me like desire to go to the orange team right after. Like, what would the way have been to go to the orange team? Oh, five. No, I mean, like I said, the place was dead. I mean, it would have been five minutes, but at that point, it was kind of hey, Soren's at twenty minutes. Our next fast pass is living with the land. You know, there's food over that we hadn't eaten yet. You know, I I just gotten a text from uh, Pete said carb load time because <laughs> uh, we you know we were getting within the hour of the World Showcase opening. So ran over ran over to Soren after that. Yes, we did. We did. Um, we did Soren. Uh, then hit Living with the Land. Uh, it was shortly after eleven when we got off Living with the Land, uh, and and checked out some of the the cupcake offerings. My wife loves Disney cupcakes there in Epcot, and then just kind of said, "Hey, it's uh, it's time to rock and roll." I mean, it's eleven fifteen. We wanted to start in Mexico. They whenever they've done a, you know, drinking around the world, they have uh, always started in Canada. Before we go to the World Showcase, did y'all do Spaceship Earth? So that, that that was something we were gonna hit at the end of the day, uh, and it actually closed down. So we missed oh, Spaceship Earth. Yeah, Pete's, Pete's upset. I am upset. I think Spaceship Earth is an integral part of every Disney trip. So it, that does make me upset. Uh, yeah, it, you know, we actually I, I was on the phone with Pete when I was walking up to Spaceship Earth, and he said, "Bro, it's closed." I was like, "No, it's not." And it, he was right. He was looking at the app, and it was closed. I spent way too much time looking at the Disney app this weekend. Yep. Pete, let's be honest. You look at that app just as much this past weekend as you have the last three weekends. No, that's a fair. That's a fair point. That's a fair point. All right. So, World Showcase started in Mexico with margaritas. I hope we did. They have changed the blood orange margarita recipe. It was still good. That, that is disappointing to me. Yeah, I asked the bartender. I said, "What's your favorite drink here?" Uh, and he, 
uh, actually said it was the avocado margarita. And he said, but it used to be the blood orange margarita before we changed the recipe. So how, did, you, did you notice a difference? I, di- I, I didn't really. I mean, it was strong. I'll tell you that. I'm not a tequila fan. <laughs> and so uh, that we, we, did, we actually spent a good bit of time. The Mexico Pavilion is pretty cool inside. And they had, the couple we went with had never gone inside. They'd always just gotten the margarita outside. Which, Matt, that's, that's what you and I got when we went. We did not go into La Cava. We, we got the kind of gross margaritas outside. I think you got a margarita. I think I got a beer. And then we just had like a quick lunch. I think that's how we started our, our weekend. I think that's correct. La Cava does not open until 1130. That's true. And when I walked in, it was about 1120. And my wife said, oh, they're not open yet. And you would, in, in the past, even in December when I went, there was a line already forming outside of La Cava. The lady said, you guys can go in if you want to. There was two people in there. It, I mean, it was dead. <laughs> and so we did, Um, we finished our drinks uh, and then did the uh, Grand Fiesta tour. Uh, and, then, and then made our way to Norway where I learned that the bakery, I'd, I'd forgotten it was closed for a refurb. Uh, and they had, they have like an outdoor one set up. And so I, I went to, you know, order the Aquavit like uh, any psycho would do. And they no longer serve the Aquavit in Norway. Well, that's because they're, you just can't have too many Vikings in the world. You know, I'm not sure if this is a permanent change or it's just they, it, they just don't have room to keep it outside. You know, they still offered a lot of the same pastries and they had, you know, whatever beer Norway typical, typically offers, but they actually had a ton of wine. And so I, I did, uh, I got wine there. That's, that's because I feel like the bakery was not the only place in Norway that, that they did have Aquavit. Yeah, yeah. No, they only, I, I think they only had it inside that bakery. However, anyway, we ordered a school bread. You know, I think my buddy got a beer. His wa- his fiance got a, uh, I do not recommend this. It was a honey wine. It was a honey carbonated wine. It was horrible. Uh, I do not recommend it. Uh, so if you're, if you're going through Norway and that's, and that's something, uh, they, they actually actually asked, can I have just a little sample of it? And they, Disney will not give you a sample. So uh, she rolled the dice and it was very, very bad. Uh, but the school bread was good as always. Uh, I know I'm not the biggest fan, but everyone else loved it. Uh, and then we actually hopped on, uh, hopped on Frozen right there. Our fast pass was, I believe, twelve fifteen, and uh, great ride. Uh, obviously, then then we make it to China. Chinese bathrooms were visited. Uh, spoiler alert! How how peaceful are the Chinese bathrooms? Very peaceful. But I'll tell you this: so I was hyping up the China bathrooms the entire time. The men's bathroom, only one other person came in, uh, and I was in there a decent amount of time. The women's bathroom apparently was was popping. I mean, tons of people in there. So it's two different experiences, I guess. <laughs> I, I've never, I've never seen the uh, women's bathroom. I, I don't know what yeah, to say I, about that. I asked my wife. I said, "So how wasn't there?" She said, "Oh, it was really crowded." <laughs> so, sorry. <laughs> I mean, I feel like the men's bathroom is, it's just, it's not real crowded. It's so peaceful. You've got peaceful music. You know, it's very neutral smelling. Did the women on the trip recommend a bathroom so we can, you know, appeal to our women audience of what the best bathroom is in the world showcase? Um, the one right outside of, right past Morocco was not bad. But no, I mean, not really. I mean, the men definitely agreed the China bathroom was the best. <laughs> uh, As I've said in the past. Yeah, we, we did, uh, you know, did the Tipsy Ducks in Love, uh, got the egg rolls. Uh, all that was really good. Made our way to Germany. And in the past, they've actually served drinks back there at Beer Garden. And they were not doing that this time. Summer Summerfest, which is right yeah. next to Beer Garden. Yeah, it's right next to Beer Garden, excuse me. But they're not serving them back there anymore. And I forget what, the, I, I, tech, I called you in Germany and told you about it, uh, but... So they actually have a little cart set up outside now where they're serving drinks. They're not. No, we it was um it was like a little wine place we went into. Oh, the wine keller. 
And they had they they brought back the Apfel shot that they took away uh, on, on the December trip. Uh, so enjoyed that. Then made our way to uh, what is next? Is it Italy? Had had uh, Bellinis in Italy. Nice. Uh, sat there for actually a good little while for for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> The Italy Pavilion is great. You've got the fountain. You've got the architecture is great. You know it's very reminiscent of Venice. Whatever. Italy Pavilion is kind of relaxing. It's a good. It's a good. I think that we had. Did we have popsicles, Matt, or or limoncello or something? We very had, we refreshing. had That's what we had. I feel like it was really refreshing. No, it was. I mean, yes, it definitely was. And we also like we took in just the entire you know area. And at the time, they were actually um they were doing some kind of you remember like what exposition it was. They're doing something. I think it was like standing on chairs or something like that. It was pretty cool. It, that is that is true. They were they were they were like stacking chairs or I don't remember exactly what it was. But we did watch that for a while. Yeah, and, uh, we do, and that's what I'm saying. It was good. I think we actually had a, a second beverage. Are you talking about the guy who was standing on top of all the stacked chairs? Yes, yeah. that was I in mean, France. There were there were a ton. Was that France. France? Okay. Yep. Okay. Well, because we saw him too, and it was unbelievable. Yeah, it's incredible. We'll get there. We'll get there. So, which is actually kind of cool, though, because if you start in Mexico and you go through each country, you will get to the chair stacking guy eventually, based on two trips. <laughs> All right, so USN Day. Yep, made American Pavilion. Uh, had the Red Stag Lemonade. Did you Did you go through the American Adventure? Absolutely not. No, didn't waste the time. No, and this this point is where we decided we are picking up the pace. Like we have got to get moving, and I think I complained actually about every drink post uh, post no Aquavit because <laughs> it just threw my groove off. So America, you know, we we spent uh, we actually we went to the if you're facing the American Pavilion, we went to the left side instead of the right side and went to like the indoor seating in there. And they have like a little hidden bathroom around that corner as well because the one on the right everyone knows about. So that was a uh, that was not another good bathroom if you're. At the midway point. All right. So this is rapidly turning into Tom does bathrooms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I did do bathrooms, actually. And then uh, made it over to one of my least favorite places to get a beverage, and that was Japan. And Did, did you have the cucumber sake thing? No, I did not. I actually had the Sunrise. That's surprising, I could... because I feel like everybody liked the cucumber refresher last time. Yeah, and, and the um, the folks with me, I think it was like a plum A plum sake. Wine. yeah. They said it was incredible. Made a mistake. You watched the Taiko drummers, I'm sure. We did. We did. <laughs> you and, can't. Uh, you can't get out of Japan without watching the Taiko drummers. Well, you I sure think that can't. Tom's just on the the same pace that me and you were, Pete, because everything he said <laughs> said, "Hey, yeah, we had that beverage and we watched this." Like I said, this is when we ate here. But one of uh, my buddy's fiance uh, grabbed some sushi here. Actually, uh, we of course walked through. I think the gift shop here is really cool. So we walked through that. And this point, we realized, like, you get to a point in the World Showcase where you're you're like, oh, man, we have this many countries left. Oh, man, now you're like, oh, gosh, we're getting near the end. <laughs> Went to Morocco and ordered a repulsive drink. And I don't even remember what it was called. Now, really important question that I think a lot of people are waiting to hear the answer to. Was the belly dancer present? We Morocco? did not see the belly dancer. That is Does not mean bad. she wasn't there. That is too bad. Did, did you take the time? Did you appreciate the Moroccan architecture as much we as we did. did on the Mendu Disney trip? I mean, no. the, the Morocco Pavilion is is fantastic. <laughs> Not as much as we did on the Mendu Disney trip. I mean, if you go through you go through the the mosque like building, I, I mean, it's it's amazing, right? When did you guys realize the Moroccan architecture was it before or after the belly dancer? It was before, definitely before. before, because once we saw the belly dancer, it was it was on. We were stuck. 
Yeah. Spent a decent, I mean, we didn't spend all the time in the world in Morocco like we, ha- like we did on the new Disney trip. Made our way to France because everyone was excited to eat in France. I think we went with the standard mimosa in France. Uh, we went all the way to the back and, and had, I had a ham and cheese croissant. You went to the boulangerie? We did. Yeah. yeah. And we actually sat down, got a table in there. We had some desserts. It's a, uh, good, place probably, to, it's a good place to kind of people watch back there. And also it's over halfway through. Sure. Yeah, and that was one of our most. I mean, because we didn't have a reservation that day in Epcot, so we were just kind of eating around the world too. Uh, and that was a that was a cool. I don't know. That was a fun pavilion to sit through, and we kind of took a rest. And they were actually going to buy some things in the UK uh, from the gift shop there. And with, throughout the pavilion, I my buddy was uh, his his brother was a, a big fan of one of the soccer teams. They were selling jerseys for. So when we actually shopped first in the UK before we did anything else. And then we, of course, made it into the uh, Rose and Crown. And let me, t- let me explain to you how dead Epcot was. You know how usually it's, it's like body to body, and you have to like fight your way to get near the bar? Oh, yeah. Walked right up. There's a wide open spot. Really? Yep. So no hat lady playing? Nope. There was no hat lady playing. By this time, it's, it's probably closer to like 5.30 or 6 p.m. So and, it's dinner uh, time, and, the, and, and it wasn't was – it, were there people eating in there? Or? We, there was actually a table open. <laughs> That's how dead it was. We did, uh, we, we did the, the car bomb and got ourselves another another beverage there. So then we went to Canada, and again, it was my buddy's. My buddy was up <laughs> buying the drinks, and we were just ready. We were ready to, to keep it moving. It looked like it was about to rain really badly. We got that like st- strawberry bourbon drink or, or the cherry apple bourbon. the apple bourbon drink. It was, and I told him, I said, don't order this. It's, it's the worst drink here. And the guy that was making it laughed. He's like, yeah, it's terrible. We just kind of, you know, you do what you got to do at Country 11. <laughs> so that's a, that's a brief overview of uh, the drinks we selected and, and uh, how we did the World Showcase. So what what happened after World Showcase? Uh, I have no idea. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> we, uh, so obviously Figment Figment was something that, uh, that that everyone wanted to do. So we did ride Figment. Time out, time out, uh, time, out la- time out, time out. Figment was something that everybody wanted to do. Really? Well, it's a five-minute wait, and at that point, it's like there's a bathroom near it. Uh, so we, the last time I did Figment, I actually got everyone clapping at the end of every room when they sing. I tried each room. <laughs> could not get a soul clapping. Nobody so was, was clapping. No, that was kind of depressing. Not even your wife? She tr- she did the first two rooms like to try to get me some to get some momentum going, and Uncle Mo was not moving was not moving down with these. I mean, people were probably annoyed with me, actually. Um, and, and once we finished Figment, made our way over to, uh, the well, season. Second, before, before we finished Figment, like, did you change your mind at all based on our last episode of what you felt about Figment? Do you still feel the same way? Things could be different. Things could be better. Yeah, I know. I, I still think there's a lot they can do. I mean, I think they, I think they could, um, you know, I still think a trackless ride system would, would be good. I mean, it just, it lacks some of the technology and advancements they have in other attractions. All in all, I mean, I, I like the song, so I, I I like the attraction enough, and uh, and I think everyone enjoyed it. I mean, we it, it was uh, we hadn't done an attraction in a while. We hadn't done one since Frozen, actually. So did Figment, hopped off that, and went over to um, the Seas with Nemo and Friends. Really, just rode really just rode into the aquarium and walked out. I mean, <laughs> didn't spend <laughs> didn't spend any time. No, we just looking at the just fish. Ro- sure, rode in, walked out, and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we 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 had already actually planned. We had to go to Disney Springs, and you know, Illuminations is what it is. Uh, and so we actually we were heading up to Spaceship Earth. We actually had a, a free fast pass because I had a fast pass for Test Track and it broke down. Went to go do Test Track. Fast pass line was like forty five minutes. Uh, so we're like, oh, we have it on Spaceship Earth. We'll use it there. 
go to Spaceship Earth. It's closed. We're at the front of the park, and it's it's time to go shower, go to Disney Springs, and uh, and enjoy dinner. So that was kind of day one. So where'd you guys eat at Disney Springs? We actually ate at this like Bongo's place, and we ate a really ten twenty dinner reservation. Whew! And this place was so loud. I mean, they had drummers, they had mu- it was unbelievable, and, and you can imagine uh, the energy level of at least two of us. <laughs> Uh, the, the the guys were electric. <laughs> I think the day had worn on everyone. Uh, and so once we finished up there, we, we were staying right in the Disney Springs area. I uh, just made our way back to the hotel. So kind of, what kind of food was it? Like, is that Cuban food? It's, it's, it's pretty, yeah, it's Cuban food. Yep. It was, the food was beans? actually pretty good. Uh, no, I actually ordered, um, <laughs> I got a chicken, grilled chicken Caesar salad. <laughs> salad <laughs> Better like than chicken Cuban. fingers, right? <laughs> Yeah, I, I got a Cuban grilled chicken Caesar salad. <laughs> we broke off the next day. Um, they did Universal. They're big, big fans of Harry Potter world. Uh, and we went to the Magic Kingdom. Okay, th- this, and, and I know we're, we're running up against the clock here, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to give a quick overview of how the morning went. <laughs> news, uh, a news flash. You cannot Uber directly to the Magic Kingdom. And I knew this. Okay, woke up late, got moving. We were still on par to be in the park at Park Open. Of course, they, they Uber us to the TTC, Ticket and Transportation Center. And I'm kind of judging monorail, you know, the line's not bad, get through security. If there's, uh, I was if there's fort- a wait at all for the monorail, you take the boat. Because you can get so many more people on the boat. We were the next monorail. Okay. And I noted, they say monorail silver uh, is coming through for maintenance. No one will be boarding, loading this one. And it stayed there for about 10 minutes. And at this point, we're already at the gate to get on the monorail. And I looked at my wife and I said, I'm really nervous about this monorail. It's going to be ahead of ours. Uh, and, and our monorail is, is parked in the middle of the track behind it. Uh, so it, it pulls out of the station. Ours pulls on. We stand on this. We load we load in this monorail, standing room only. Man, I don't know, an hour, you know, between walking up the monorail ramp and moving. One hour. Yeah, I was texting. I was texting Pete at this point, and and uh, and my buddy who was over at Universal. And I, did, I mean, I'm sitting there thinking we should have got on the boat. I, mean, I could have jogged from the hotel at Disney Springs quicker. So that so that actually made us late for our initial fast pass. That was a 9:05 right when the park opened, or at 8:05 rather, uh, right when the park opened. We got into the park, got to Space Mountain by 9:20. Whew! And they honored our fast pass. So an hour, an hour and 20 minutes after the park opened. Yep. But that's awesome they honored your fast pass. That's the Disney difference. Well, listen to this. So we have a 905-1005 Haunted Mansion. And for some reason in my head, I thought we had a 1005-1105. So we actually go do Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, we do Buzz Lightyear. Like, we're just relaxing. You're all over the park. <laughs> and we go to the Haunted Mansion, and we scan, and it turns blue and then green. And Lady's like, oh, you're probably early for your fast pass. You can go ahead through. And I looked at my wife and said, we're not early. We're smack dab in the middle. It's 1040. Well, I was actually 35 minutes late for that fast pass, <laughs> and so they did. They did honor that one. Uh, and our third fast pass was for Splash Mountain. It was a later time. I kept flipping fast passes all day, trying to land a Peter Pan or a Seven Dwarfs. So I say Epcot wasn't crowded, and I'll stand by that. And Magic Kingdom actually did not feel that crowded until about 3:30. But what I did notice was the fast passes were were not available. I mean, that was where that's where the crowd impacted it. Well, and you only had you only had two people you were trying to get fast passes for as opposed to four. Right, and we had a dinner reservation at Ohana that evening, uh, and and I'm usually one that would never go back and shower. You know, I just go to dinner, but it was so hot. Like I, I had we had to go shower before we did dinner, and so we uh, the probably the, the worst part of the day was we we get on Splash Mountain, have a fast pass for it about three o'clock or two fifty something like that, 
get in the log. So we're sitting in the log at Splash Mountain, and they shut the ride down. And so they have to escort us off the log. And uh, I mean, this I'm talking, this was hundreds of people that they had to get that had used their fast passes or waited standby. So everybody got a free fast pass for that. Of course, for one weird reason, it was it was not good for Seven Dwarfs and it was not good for Peter Pan, which is normal. But yeah. you also couldn't use it on Pirates of the Caribbean, which we thought was weird. That's bizarre because most of the time that's... Yeah, I... The, the the woman kept there was three attractions and I, so I I didn't hear the third one and she, it was Pirates of the Caribbean that you couldn't use it on so that was kind of a hmm. I looked on the app and just kind of grabbed an immediate fast pass for Pirates of the Caribbean I was like this is weird <laughs> so we rode that a few times I uh, hit the Jungle Cruise I uh, did Big Thunder uh, obviously Space Mountain Monsters Inc Haunted uh, Mansion Haunted Mansion I mean we did everything except two of the best rides in, in Magic Kingdom we didn't do Splash Mountain we didn't do Seven Dwarfs because Splash Mountain closed. Uh, and of course, Seven Dwarfs was like, you know, 110, 110 to 140 minutes all day. And, so, and couldn't land a fast pass. Matt, I think we landed a, an afternoon fast pass uh, when we went, right? We definitely did. Yeah, and they had the um, the hard ticketed event, uh, the Disney After Hours that evening. And, and we actually, we kicked around the idea of, of, of buying that. But uh, with our departure today being Sunday, uh, this morning, driving, you know, eight hours back. That, what, what was the cost of that? Like a hundred and hundred ten, hundred and twenty, something like that. And that's ten to one. Yeah, and I know someone, or I follow someone, I guess, who went, and the, and they said that they would treat if they were on vacation and this was available, they would treat this as a um, as a, par- a day in the park. So they said maybe they take a, a day off all day and maybe hang out at the resort, nap, build up energy. Because they said there was no no more than a five minute wait for anything. Yeah, and I looked at the wait times that Saturday night too. And, and yeah, that's what I saw too. There was never a wait for anything. You know, we had, like I said, we had a Ohana dinner reservation at eight Oh five, uh, kind of coordinated that for the fireworks at nine fifteen. Again, this was a trip that was, you know, it's going to be, every trip is a little different. Men do Disney. It's park open to park close. You're running around like a madman. You know, this one, especially going with another couple, you want to enjoy, you want to enjoy a nice dinner. You know, you're down there uh, to have some fun as a group, and uh, Ohana was fantastic. This, the, our waiter was great. We did have the uh, Lapu Lapu. Uh, I, I did not personally have it, but two people at the table got it, and that is the drink served in the pineapple. Uh, I tasted it. Uh, it's pretty good. I mean, it's it's definitely on the stronger end. You do you do taste the the rum, but it's it's a really cool how it's served. I actually joked. I said you should you should tell tell our waiter you're gonna take the you want to take the pineapple home as a souvenir and just see what their face would say, like <laughs> what it would look <laughs> like. That's that's pretty funny. So we we spent a good bit of time at uh, Polynesian last night. So Go full ahead. day full day at Magic Kingdom. Yep. No splash. No seven dwarfs. Which yep. That hurts a little bit, but what can you do? You know, splash is splash is probably my second favorite uh, attraction there. My my wife's favorite attraction is Pirates of the Caribbean. So of course I was happy we got to do that. And Space Mountain early in the morning. Uh, you can imagine at one point Space was closed and Splash was closed. So Big Thunder became. Like the ride people wanted to do. We had a fast pass for Big Thunder, and we, we probably still waited 20 minutes. Jeez. So then Polly for dinner, and then y'all hung out at the Polly? Yeah, we did. We, after um, that? Yeah, like I said, dinner at 8.05. I think we we got we, we were actually exploring the resort, just showing showing the other couple some some different things there and kind of like so outdoor did you guys areas. you guys ate dinner with them? We did, yeah. So they we, we met back up at our hotel and, and Ubered over to the Polly, which was good. I mean, I think, I think everyone thoroughly enjoyed the restaurant. It's a great restaurant. You should. Yeah, it's it when you it's one of those you walk away like you wish you could just roll away. Did yeah. you guys um catch the fireworks after? We actually called them during dinner 
uh, we were getting close to the dessert portion of dinner. Uh, and the cool thing they do at Ohana is they, they turn off some of the lights. They pump they pump the music through. I mean, it's screaming in there. Uh, and you can see, you know, Cinderella Castle. And uh, we, uh, it's this is another, this is probably the, the only complaint I guess I would have is I, when I checked in, I said, hey, we'd like, you know, just something near the window. If not, I understand window seats or what everybody wants. That restaurant, there's pretty much nowhere you won't see the fireworks except the table they put us in. Uh, they put us in, in the, and in the, they, they, I could tell the guy who sat us felt bad because I did, you know, kind of do it at check-in, mention it beforehand. Uh, and so he actually set up some chairs for us near the window where we had a view. And That's so we cool. just left our table to watch it and then went back to our table for dessert. A lot of times they won't do that. I know that when, I know I've told the story about my wife and I at Tony's a bunch. We were on the porch and they actually blocked people from coming out on the porch to watch the, uh, the parade because they didn't want to crowd people. That, that's what I was thinking about the whole time. And, and my wife's, one of her favorite things is, is fireworks at Disney World. When she went over there, I, you know, I, I, I kind of followed. I, was sitting, I just made sure our waiter knew, hey, we're not leaving. We're not done eating. We just kind of want to watch the fireworks. <laughs> yeah, she told me, like, she's like, hey, the guy set up seats for us. So you could tell, I mean, Disney does, they do want you to have, I mean, they, they do the best they can to make everyone happy. Mm-hmm. And he didn't put us on top of any table or, or near other people. You know, he kind of put us against a wall where nobody was sitting. Uh, so that was... That was, I mean, that's just a Disney difference. Uh, and then, of course, after dinner, uh, we, we rolled down to the outdoor area at Polynesian and, and explored the resort kind of at night and, you know, had some islandy beverages. I heard about their day at Universal. They actually had the unlimited Fast Pass there, so they had they knocked out both parks, you know, by like 4 p.m. They had done everything multiple times. Universal offers uh, you know, your standard ticket, and then they have two different Fast Pass options you can purchase. One of them is a fast pass for each ride in like one time. And then the other one is the unlimited fast pass. And they had the unlimited fast pass. Cause of course they're doing Harry Potter world on uh, universal in one day. And they said the place was packed and they just walked on every ride. Did they do a thing twice. Oh, they did things multiple times and, they, and they're big. Uh, they, they, they both really enjoy Harry Potter world. They think it's one of the coolest, you know, parks they've ever walked into. I think they spent a good bit of good bit of time in there. Now I will tell you one interesting thing, and I meant to hit it in Epcot. There is a wine walk now available. I don't know how long it's been available, but it's uh, it's three. I think it's Germany, Italy, and France. At least those three countries. It's thirty two dollars, and you get two glasses of wine in each of them. You get two souvenir glasses that you come home with, and you just each country you turn in this little pass. They stamp it. You get your two wines. It, it's five bucks a drink, roughly which is great Disney pricing. So if you're a wine drinker, that is something I meant to, to uh, mention. Uh, my buddy's fiance had done it before. I, that was something she taught me. I didn't even know that was a thing. And uh, she she grabbed the pass in Germany and just, you know, she did, maybe, you know, obviously didn't drink in every country. She would grab, uh, you know, she was obviously using that pass. So uh, that's something that's something that, that was cool. You know, I know it's kind of a weird point in the episode to share that, but I did just think of it. But all in all, you can't beat Disney World. <laughs> I am uh, I am extremely depressed I was looking forward to talking with you guys because it's kind of keeping the magic going today. You know, car ride back was depressing. Was, uh, I'm sure. I mean, it's fun, but it's just like, man, I was just down there, and I hated that we didn't go, that, that I didn't go to Hollywood Studios. You know, with some of the issues that have been going on there, I'm, I'm almost glad we didn't risk it. But I mean, all in all, it was a really, really good trip. You know, I, I can't wait to go back. I know we're we're talking about a a November trip. We've got a December trip rolling. I'm thinking about buying an annual pass. A lot so. of a lot of Disney going on in your life. That's that's how it works, man. You leave the, you leave the park, and then it's like you can't wait to go back. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the only I guess the only regret I have is no Splash Mountain, no Seven Dwarfs, and then and, over at and Disney obviously Springs. no Hollywood Studios and no Animal Kingdom. Yeah, 
Uh, and then the other thing is, I World of Disney has over at down at Disney Springs, almost at Downtown Disney, has has uh, undergone some renovations, and I did want to check that out, but it just didn't didn't really fit with the trip. And you know, having to get back to shower before dinner and then get to dinner did not leave a lot of time. And then after you eat at Ohana, it's you don't want to move very much. But again, that that speaks to how every trip is different. You've got to your trip has to be planned and executed based on the people that you're with, and and that's what you did. You know, we actually made the Ohana dinner reservation Thursday night for, for a Saturday night dinner. And I kept trying to improve the time, you know, up until the, the uh, end. I, even Be Our Guest, I was I was on the phone with Disney trying to do something with a magic band, just messing around on the website. We had no plans for lunch in Magic Kingdom. And I was like, oh, can't pass this up. But same thing with Fast Passes, too. I mean, you can always do better on Fast Passes. You can always do better with dinner reservations. I think the time you take to, you know, take a look, take a second here or there, that can make all the difference in your Disney trip. And I think you buy you and I think both of you guys would attest to that. Yeah, and 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 again, I mean, we we talked about this in rookie mistakes. You have when you're going with a group, you know, if Pete and I go to Disney because we've done Disney before, Matt and I go to Disney because we've done Disney before. We we know what the other person wants to do. You know, we were going with they they were going with people they'd never gone with and, and same for us and so you know, on our trip down to Orlando, I was I was just kind of reconfirming, hey, you're cool with this, cool with this, want, want to do a dinner reservation, want to not do dinner together. Because, of course, they had their day at Universal as well, and I didn't want them to uh, cut that short because we, you know, wanted to do something maybe they didn't want to do. So it was, uh, like I said, we communicated really well, and it was, uh, they were great, great people to travel with. I envision future trips together for sure. Uh, maybe a future Disney trip <laughs> here soon. Well, there you go. We're very good. Any uh, any other comments before we uh, before we kind of close it out? I'm, I mean, I'm good. I'm just I'm probably gonna go watch stuff on Disney YouTube now. I... All right. Well, uh, let's move on to the secret and trivia question for this week. Tom, what do we got? The secret of the night. I don't think we've shared this one, but if we have, I forgive me. Uh, you actually. This is kind of mind-boggling, and this is why we're a Disney World podcast, not a Disneyland podcast, because you can fit all of Disneyland in the Magic Kingdom parking lot with room to spare, which is nuts if you think about it. And then if you want to take that a step further, you can actually fit all of Magic Kingdom on Kilimanjaro Safaris in, <laughs> in Animal Kingdom. So That's crazy. Um, two crazy stats tonight. Uh, and then, uh, again, when I hit our trivia question from last week, um, Pete actually brought this one to us. Uh, reminder, it was what scent originally present in Mickey's Magic was quickly removed from the show after opening. It is the scent of Jasmine. We uh, we did do Mickey's Magic. Jasmine, the scent of Jasmine was not present. No Jasmine. So, no, no. And um, I still stand by some of the changes on that, that attraction as well. Now, looking at... Uh, trivia question for this week. Again, you can tweet us or email us. Our Twitter is podcast. Our email is mendowdww at gmail.com. Uh, Disney trivia question of the week. When Walt Disney World opened in October of 1971, who gave the opening day speech? I'll give you a hint. Uh, unfortunately, it was not Walt Disney because he had passed at this time. But other than that, that's uh, that's all I've got for you. All right. Well, with that being said, let's go ahead and close it out for this week. Please tune in next week for some more Disney magic. Look for us on Twitter at Podcast. If you have any suggestions, questions, or comments, please tweet us or email us at mendowdww at gmail.com. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and leave us a review. It really does help us out. Thank you so much for listening and giving us the most valuable thing you have, your time. We'll see you next week.